2: Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. Maurice Alfredo's second birthday. And I did not mess up the date in this intro. This is first try. Mm, I, I had to check. So, I made sure you got it right. So congrats to me. Today, we are reviewing a film with a star-studded cast with virtually no marketing, no buzz. And we might have found out why. That is mm. the film Amsterdam, starring the likes of Christian Bale, Yes, Malik Rami, Rami Malik, Rami Malik. Rami Malik. <laughs> you got there. Uh Samuel L. Jackson's son? Is no Dwayne someone's son. Riley told me it was his son.
3: John David Washington?
2: Samuel Johnson Washington. What's what's that actor really everyone
3: really like Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> no,
2: not, who's that actor?
3: He was in the little things. Oh my god. It's not Samuel L. Jackson. Denzel Washington.
2: Denzel Washington. <laughs> Washington. That's his son. John David Washington? <laughs> yes. That's what Riley told me. I'll be goddamned. I don't know if that's true, but (laughs) Taylor, you you struggled to get there. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Margot Robbie and a few others, a few other big names. Anna Taylor-Joy, she was in this. She was. I think there were some other big names that showed up. Mike Myers. Mike Myers was in this. Stars to the cast, not a big marketing budget. We might have found out why, Ty. Um, This might be a little bit of a short episode because the movie itself, we have movies like uh, Don't Worry Darling where they might not have got a good score, but there was at least a lot to talk about. Don't know if that's the same for this story. Mm, I can't imagine
3: it is. Let's get into the 50% show. Eighty percent of the time, it works every time. John Zamos, what? We just become best friends. Yep. I don't do something. Hulk Smash!
1: I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah! Man! The
0: show. Goes
2: Okay, Ty, before we hop into the movie, there was big movie news this week. Massive was, movie news. Was there? Yes, I sent it to you. I'm surprised you didn't say you wanted to talk about it before this film review. I literally asked what else there was to talk about. I forgot. That is that they are making another Kenneth Branagh, fuck yeah, however you pronounce his name. No, you nailed it. Um, directed, starring film, mm. following up Murder on the Orient Express, which I still haven't watched, Immediately. Nope. And Death on the Nile. Yep. It is a third film of
3: that nature, a haunting in Venice, Ty. The stash is back. The fucking greatest mustache in cinematic history. Now, I love how this, like, I sent this to you and you literally put fuck yes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like how, like, we talked
2: about it like it was a big deal. I literally sent it to you in all caps saying the stash is back. But then if we go back to Death on the Nile, and only got a 65. No, it wasn't that good. I mean, it was above the or within the lines for me. I don't know what our, our consensus score was um 66 so it was within the lines it would have got a fresh by us yeah
3: no it's right th- i mean it's a cookie cutter
2: murder mystery that's all it was that was probably propped up by the plus into the within the
3: lines because of mr kenneth bernas in his stash i'll be honest i I only it an 11 for characters like it didn't even get that much love yeah it's the mustache it's all him he's yeah. the guy so,
2: but these kind of movies are fun they're interchangeable they're you know i think about a movie like amsterdam which we're obviously talking about today and it's like Death on the Nile. While I never said it was an amazing movie, I wasn't like walking away from it like, man, that was a waste of time. I walked away from it like, okay, well, I went to the movies and it was, you know, I, I got away for two hours. Right. So I watched a murder mystery that. and it was fun. Yeah. So, you know, it's given a run for its money for Knives Out and whatever the other one was on Knives Out. Which one? The second one. What's the second one called? Glass Onion. Yeah. These Death on the Nile and all these movies are given a run too. Knives Out and Glass Onion as a superior murder mystery. Given a run? They're giving them a run for their money as the best murder mystery. Oh, no, they're not. It's not even close. <laughs> Knives Out is so much better. Never actually seen Knives Out. Uh, so much. Actually, wrong. I've seen about the last like 10, 15 minutes when he's explaining the whole murder, but I didn't watch the film itself. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, once that So, happens, you know who the villain is? Um, wasn't it Chris Evans? Wasn't he like part of it? I honestly don't remember. It was a long time ago. What's I just Chris remember. Evans. Like, Chris Evans jumping out the window. The grandma saw him or something, but then the grandma, like, lied and said she didn't see him or some bullshit like that. I don't remember exactly.
3: It's a great film. I mean, it's – it's Once again, you see that, though, I don't there – There's levels really to it. No point of – No, it's still very good watching the film. So that's the whole fun of it. It's, it's like, this is what happened, but why did it happen? It's a game of Clue. No. Who did it and how did they do it and no, why? Not at all. It's very clear this is who did it. This is what happened. The whole time. Chris Evans, is the whole time is clear. No. So, it's Clue. The whole uh, No. There's this person did this and this person died because this happened. But there's more to the story. Oh, Max Muncy just, just hit levels. a two
2: run uh oh, fly out. Oh, oh, that's off, off the, the wall. wall. The Dodger games currently going on right Play now. Playoff baseball. I hope I tie do I sound good cuz I don't have a headset on right uh, now.
3: you're actually, yeah, that's fine. You're not talking through the uh, screen. Muncy only
2: got a uh, single on that. Ooh. Um quote, my father yesterday, fatty fatty Muncy Muncy, can you run? Oh, wow. <laughs> um it was literally the third <laughs> inning. <laughs> <laughs> it was the third inning, right? The third inning. And my dad just looks at me and says, why aren't we pinch running Chris Taylor? <laughs> and I was like, Dad, it's the third inning. And he had, like, a hamstring injury. Like, it's fine. And then we hit, like, Lux gets his hit or whatever, and Muncy only gets the third. And my dad just – that he yells, fatty, fatty, Muncy, Muncy, can you run? And he looks at me, and he's, like, trying to say, like, he's right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. see, we should have pinched ran for him. Yeah. And, you know, I think Muncy eventually scored anyways on something. but um. And then later, unprompted,
3: Muncy needs to go on a keto diet. Just out of nowhere, like dead silence, he just... He's body shaming Muncie big time. He,
2: is, he really
3: is. I can't wait for him to text you right now after watching that fly ball <laughs> off the wall for a single. <laughs> fatty, fatty Muncie Muncie run. Jesus. um, That's wonderful.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen Knives Out. But yeah, another Death on the Nile, so that'll be exciting. Kenneth Bernal, we have, you know, he has some major ups and downs. Um, you know, I think he directed Thor The Dark World. That's obviously a down, but he's got movies like this. And I think he's also directed some other crap stuff
3: he's like connected artemis to Fowl. like artemis Fowl.
2: artemis Fowl. that's what it was he's like connected to a bunch of movies that are within the lines affiliated um that being said i saw something or i not i saw something but me and riley were talking about something and this was a few weeks ago i'm just bringing it up now she's <sighs> melissa mccarthy was supposed to she's gonna be in something coming up like big is her husband attached? No, that's – me and Raya were talking about it, and she's like, oh, yeah, Melissa McCarthy's in it. It was like a movie I was excited for, and I was like, oh, fuck. And she's like, don't worry, her husband's not attached. I don't remember – I'm so much more excited for that now. What – it? <laughs> I know. I'm just completely, like, horrible context. Uh, maybe – oh, no, I think it was um The Little Mermaid. I think that's what it was because <laughs> Riley just texted me. Yeah, she literally just texted me Little Mermaid. Yeah. She could hear us. Ursula. Uh, Plain Ursula, yeah. Yeah. Uh. So, at least her husband's not involved. She'll probably be great in that. You know what? No, you, her husband's going to make a cameo. She's going to pull for him. He's going to be, like, one of the tortured souls. You know how she has, like, the little, like, mm, worm-looking soul yeah. things? He's going to be one of those.
0: I
3: fucking hope not. He's going to ruin the
2: whole movie. Yeah. Dude's a giant piece of shit. <laughs> never, never met him. He could be a great guy. He could do a bunch of philanthropy. Uh, Philanthropical no, no. Philanthropy. Yeah. work. How do you say that word? Philanthropy. That's
3: one of those ones where, like, you envision it, and it's so easy, and then you try to put it, like, out of your mouth. Oh, man. It doesn't work. It's like a movie Armin White puts, or a word he puts in his movie
2: reviews just so I can't pronounce them, and he can call me stupid. Yeah, big time. Um, We do have an Armin White review for Amsterdam. I'll give that to you at the end, you know, once we we do our reviews. Fuck yeah. Ty, you said you might start writing your own synopsises for these films. Um, Is this the first self-synopsis this (gasps) week?
3: Not a chance, Jay. You forgot about it, didn't you? No, I knew about it. I just... I mean, this movie is so dull, I didn't want to fucking, I didn't want to make this my synopsis. Fair, Uh, fair. Breakout. Why don't you hit us with it? Set in the 30s, it follows three friends who witness a murder, become suspects themselves, and uncover one of the most outrageous plots in American history.
2: So the synopsis is a little bit wrong. Uh, Margot Robbie did not witness the murder. Uh, Two friends did. Not the three, though. And uh, Taylor Swift was her friend and she gets murdered. And I feel like I kind of feel bad for Taylor Swift in all this because not a little bit like she dies. But like everyone cares just about the veteran and like no one's like, oh, this poor girl who got oh, over by a car. That's a great point. Yeah. I mean, They're there was like, investigations, but they quickly dropped that um, moved on from that pretty quick. Like, yeah. And it was like, yeah, we stopped the the commies and we stopped, you know, whatever. Um, which this is based loosely off a true story. I know that the general that Robert De Niro plays, that's another big name that's in this that we yep. didn't mention in the intro, um, was a real general, different name. Um, they showed a clip of his speech, um, you know, at the end, like it was Robert De Niro recording it and then um, the general like side by side, one of those deals. Um, so that was real. And I'm sure there was some real like nature in, you know, the the, pow- the, the five, what the hell were they called? Sinister Five, Sinister Society Society of the Five, the Society of the Five. I'm sure there was some reality in that. And of course, every movie, it's got to be about Hitler a little bit, Hmm. which they totally like buried the lead. Like they teased it a little bit. Like it was obvious, you know, they brought up Italy and they brought up like a little bit of Germany, but then there was like that big twist at the end where they pull off the curtain. It's just like a Hitler painting. And they're like, you know, yeah admiring him
3: his bushes in front of his house
2: were a swastika <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> um which that's was like it was very move. obvious the whole film that they were going to do that and it was like wasn't this big reveal they were you know anticipating it to be god damn it justin turner you can't strike right out him. there right by him first and third fucking no outs and you strike out um so that was interesting but yeah i, I don't know it, it's i don't know how much of it's real how much of it isn't real um That's just the case with these kind of movies, though. You Uh, never really know.
3: Yeah, I'll tell you what. If this movie was better, I'm actually looking into that and finding out. (laughs) (laughs) Because I feel like there's something interesting here. I just didn't care enough to figure out, you know, what actually happened. You know, that's a good point, because usually
2: movies like this, I do research and try to look into the history behind it, and I thought about it briefly in this, and then just never did. It was just like, ah, who gives a fuck? Um, so I well I mean,
3: that's uh, that kind of feeds back. I know part of your thing is like, how much did you think about this movie afterwards? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, you just don't. And if you like, if that's if it's better, and you think about this movie afterwards more, that's when this comes, you know, into question. And you look up what actually happened. You're gonna be heartbroken if you turn around right now. Double play ball ends Jeez, ending. love it. Who was up to bat? Trace fucking. <sighs> oh, Gavin Lux. I don't know. It was a lefty. Well, this it's game's incredible. over. But, yeah, like this movie just doesn't grab you. It doesn't make you want to learn more about it. It just kind of happens and it's over and you leave the theater, like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I had, there
2: was, uh, I counted either two or three um, people that left this film before it was over. Yeah. Yeah. And this was like mostly older people that we went to see this with. Like, not with them, but uh, we went Discount Tuesday earlier in the day and it was like almost all. Older people, old seniors, I would say.
3: Yeah, I went on Monday, and if two to three people would have left the film early, the theater would have been empty because it was me and two other people. Is cinema dying, Ty? Is it dying again? No, I think this movie is... Um... So here's the deal. This movie has an estimated budget of $80 million. Wow, it has been released for a week. You know, It's brought in that opening weekend box office. Worldwide, it has grossed $11.4 million, putting it $69 million under budget. Minus marketing, which probably wasn't even that much. Well, and that's the thing, is I think they watched this movie and were like, hey, this is going to suck. Rather than spending another $10 million to market it, let's just cut our losses and, and call it a day, and if someone shows up to see it, cool. Because the, like the trailer, I saw it and I was like, this seems, this seems good. <laughs> yeah, I was very interested. Like I yeah. wanted to go watch this movie, and I I had never knew anything about it. And I'm watching this trailer, and you get Christian Bale and John David Washington and Margot Robbie and all Chris these...
2: Rock's in it. Forgot to Chris Rock. Zoe yeah. Saldana. Yeah, she's in it.
3: You get all these people in the trailer, and I'm like, what? Holy shit! Like this is gonna be a really good film, and then it just turns out no, it's not. <laughs> and i think they probably still could have made a decent bit of money if they would have marketed it more and sure people would have been pissed off and annoyed with how bad it was and that would have affected don't, it but they I probably don't know cuz people don't know it's like boring i guess before i just well that's we- what i'm saying if they were to market it better because they just didn't spend any money marketing this movie i knew nothing about it
2: yeah i just i'm just worried man because i guess i'm not really i don't i, I don't i'm not like losing sleep over this but it's like we've seen so many and we reviewed you know, don't worry, darling. And, um, what's another one? Bullet train, you know, which was a good film, but, um, we've reviewed these movies that are going to theaters with these big budgets and they're just not making money and they're not necessarily very good. Um, and it's just like concerning. Cause again, it's like that whole, you know, thing where it's like, you kind of have to make a Marvel movie or nothing. You know what I mean? And it's like, we're kind of just losing all those middle ground movies, which You know yeah there's an outlet for them on streaming and stuff but it's like I don't know I just don't want the movie theater industry to die tight I mean you look at worldwide box office and it's like it's top heavy there's a lot of movies there's a decent amount of movies over 100 million I guess but like I don't know like I guess bullet train actually did make 238 million worldwide so like those kind of movies are barely eking profit I guess but I mean Top Gun Mavericks number one I'm $1.4 $1.4 for this year, Ty. Can you believe that? Fuck yeah, I can. Over Doctor Strange, Jurassic World, Thor, and the Batman?
3: D- deservedly so.
2: Just a little surprised by that. And Minions. Like, I would have picked all those movies to be over it. You know, like, movies like Sonic and stuff. And I guess Elvis did okay, but... I don't know. I just worry.
3: Yeah, I mean... Sure. But, like... At, There's everywhere, still... Everywhere... Everything, everywhere, all at once did $100 million. That's crazy. That was, like
2: zero release. That's like almost all word of mouth marketing. Hey, this is a really good movie. Go see it. <laughs> That's fucking. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, you look at it, 27 movies crossed a hundred uh, million dollars worldwide. That's mm-hmm. That's not bad. These a little bit. And yeah, we're in October. Yeah. Like we're coming up towards the end. You're going to have November and Christmas releases that obviously get, I mean, pencil in black Panther is another Oh, yeah. uh, Billion-dollar film. Duh, duh. Like, there's big box office movies and stuff coming out. It's just this middle-of-the-road stuff. Like, you have to have A-list actors, which this had, and you just kind of have to be interesting, and this wasn't. Yeah. Hot take, Ty? I think Black Panther, Wakanda Forever.
2: It reaches two, Bill. I'm going to say it. Didn't the first one almost hit that? No, the first one, I mean, the first one did 1.3 but it was like domestically like the i still think maybe the best movie that they've ever done maybe only behind like end game like it just killed domestically i'm on domestic oh, now yeah it's i think a you're sixth, right sixth domestically right behind top gun maverick <laughs> fifth all time domestically fuck yeah um so it did 700 million i think that's only going to go up i think it's going to be you know around avengers end game and spider-man no way home both did over 800 million under 900 million and then I think worldwide it's probably going to do better just because we have the first one released now. You know what I mean? And there's all the MCU buzz. So, like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we're getting a, a, a $2 billion movie here, Ty, which would put it in the top five. I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home almost got there. So, I think it's definitely going to beat Jurassic World, which did 1.6. I think it's going to slot seventh or better. That's my prediction.
3: You want the wager? No. Okay. Top Gun Maverick, 11th highest grossing film of all time. <laughs> it's a great fucking movie. <laughs> I don't know why you're shocked by that. It's fucking top-notch cinema. It's literally the exact fucking made-in-a-lab movie to get people into the theaters.
2: Did it save us from the pandemic? Is this Was that like... that? The, that's what saved cinema, was that film right there. That was the state... Are historians going to look back on that in oh, yeah. 100 years and be like, that was the film that... no propelled sure. American culture and helped, you know, keep the movie theater industry
3: alive. Top Gun Maverick's going to be like a US history answer on a test <laughs> like 25 years from now. <laughs> um million percent.
2: <laughs> and then you have stinkers like Amsterdam. To get back to my original point, which is just like <laughs> there's been a lot of these movies that are losing money though. So it's just it's going to be interesting to see how much they pivot to streaming, how much they don't. I mean, you look at a movie like I'm just trying to like I saw one like that beast movie. I think I saw it did like seventeen million or something like that. I don't. It's your
3: Salvo movie. See where it went.
2: Yeah, and like that's a movie that like, they released that. I don't know how long ago. Like maybe it does well. That ambulance movie did fifty million. Like that didn't make money. Beast did fifty six, but that still probably didn't make money. Um, don't worry, darling. Ended up going up to seventy. Probably still lost money. Um, you know these movies are just losing money. Firestarter. You know, shit film. Firestarter barely I mean it was on streaming too, barely did more than the Wolf of Wall Street twenty twenty two re release. That was it was mostly streaming. <laughs> but, but that's it's... just crazy how a movie that came out ten years ago, you know, almost did more. So I don't know. We'll see. Amsterdam slotting it a hundred and fourth. This year? So far, yes. At eleven point four, like you said. Yeah. Which I, not good. Only one million dollars domestically. That those can't be up to date numbers. There's no way. Um, like those, that has to be like the first day numbers. Ooh, that definitely played on the pot. I know. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Oh no. Eight. Sorry. I was looking at the wrong movie. Eight million dollars domestically. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. What movie
3: were you looking at? Um, full transparency,
2: a, a foreign movie right in front of it that I don't know how to say. Oh, okay. Jug, Jug, Geo. Fuck. Yeah. It's uh, looks like a, I don't know. It made most of its money in. India. Oh, I think it's a Bollywood film, probably. Gotcha.
3: Yeah, so, I think, I don't even know what this movie, so this movie is an R rating, which I didn't realize. Now, looking back, why? Why Why With the gore, f- maybe? Like, it wasn't even that gory. What gore? But- she gets ran over, and it looks fake as shit.
2: <laughs> it did. There, there was some blood and guts, like, when they're dissecting the body, but that was kind of it. And, like, when they were, she was pulling the shrapnel out of their body, there was a little bit of, like,
3: blood and stuff. But how much do you – I think you change this movie, like, 1% and you get the PG-13 rating and you get a lot better box office return. Probably, honestly. Probably. I think – I didn't even realize this. R rating 100% has to go into that. Is this the softest R rating ever? It's got – like, w- they said fuck two times maybe, and that's what got it? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, there, it's really not a lot. And you look at it, and it's a comma, comedy drama. Comedies already don't do that well. A historical drama at that. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, you lean on your cast. If you lean on the comedy and make it, like, something where people want to go out and watch Margot Robbie and, you know, Batman and Harley Quinn and fucking use that side of things, mm-hmm. this movie sells. But, like, again, like, mislead the public. Cut a good trailer and make it seem a lot funnier than it is. Make some fucking money.
2: Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Or just make it better so you don't have to mislead the
3: public. That's an idea. I mean, I don't think they I, they couldn't do that. It was too late for that. <laughs> they fucked that one up. That's true. Um, to go back real quick before we jump in the
2: movie, uh, the story is based on the business plot, a 1933 political conspiracy in the United States. Um, let me click the business plot, Wikipedia. The business plot, also called Wall Street Puched in the Walt, in the White House. Puched was an alleged political <laughs> conspiracy in 1933 in the United States to overthrow the government of FDR and install a dictator. Retired Marine Corps General Smedley Butler, who was Robert De Niro's character renamed, asserted that wealthy businessmen were plotting to create a fascist veterans organization with Butler as its leader in use in a coup de The uh, That's French. I should know how to say that. To overthrow Roosevelt. He testified under oath before The United States House of Representatives Special Committee on Un-American Activities. That's a mouthful on these relevations. Although no one was prosecuted, the Congressional Committee final report said, quote, there's no question that these attempts were discussed, were planned, and might have been placed in execution when and if the financial backers deemed it expedient. Hmm. So did it happen? Did it not happen? I don't know.
3: I mean, I think the reports state that it did, in fact, happen.
2: Well, historians have questioned whether or not the coup was actually close to execution, most agree that some sort of, quote, wild scheme was contemplated and discussed. Interesting. So, cool, I guess. And this is, like, very loose. Like, they were kind of like, hey, let's make a movie about this and, like, do this murder thing that, yeah. like.
3: Helps reveal it that had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. Let's get back to the pod.
3: Well, let's fucking talk about it. Let's get in the scale. All right, Ty, what'd you give for plot slash story? You P-
2: kick us off this time. How about that?
3: Plot slash story, um, kind of a murder mis- mystery, kinda. Not really, but kinda.
2: I don't know if I call it a murder mystery because that's more like whodunit. This is. More they were like trying a, to
3: figure out who done it, though.
2: I think it was more like a why done it. Oh. They knew who done it. Remember the guy pushed
3: him. That well, yeah, they did watch him push her <laughs> under a car. I don't know what a why done it is called, but maybe that's the reason they fucked up. They thought they were making a who it, and it was a why done it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they're just kind of going around trying to uncover this conspiracy. There's obviously For their own innocence. Yeah. Trying to, you know, get off free. And, um, obviously like right off the rip, they know something's going on, doing an autopsy, found out the guys gets poisoned. Daughter yeah. dies. They're on the run. They're hiding from the cops. They're getting documents. They then have to go and, you know, do a little bit of research all while doing like a flashback to the meeting each other and everything. Mm-hmm. I think this movie's too long. I don't have an issue with the plot. If you clean it up a little bit title cards, there was a few title cards and I, I fucking love me some title cards. <laughs> I don't think the plots, the issue here. I, I think you clean it up. You trim a little bit of the fat, the way this is structured and the storytelling could work. I just think it was a little bloating a little bloated and boring <laughs> to go along with the other, you know, things I landed on a 12. Okay. I didn't have an issue with the plot. I don't think that's where the issue with this movie lies. Yeah, for sure. Oh, why are the Padres going to the mound? What's going on here? Oh shit. Oh shit. He's not going to the mound. He's going to the plate.
2: Um, no, yeah, I, it's like not a bad plot and it like tries things. Like I try to think of movies that have low scores, like in plot slash story. And it's like movies that, feel like they don't get anything done or you know there's a lot of plot holes i don't know if there's really any of that like it's a little bit kind of run of the mill i guess it's a little bit different how they structured it with like a flashback in between but i don't think the story like broke down barriers or did anything like i wasn't expecting it to do like it was rather predictable if i'm being honest um yeah and honestly like you know normally maybe that gets a little bit i mean i still didn't give it a much lower score than you but you know i look at a movie like bros that maybe didn't have the attempted complexity of this story, but like bros is something completely different. So I gave it a 13, whereas I gave this an 11 because like, it's almost, you're trying to make a movie where the movie is driven by the plot slash story. And it simply wasn't, it was, you know, not executed perfectly. So for that reason, I almost kind of subtract you a little bit for, and I still, you know, it's still in the ballpark of an 11,
3: but um, that's kind of where I landed on. Like, no. And I think you make a great point is it's what's the movie trying to achieve. Bros wasn't trying to achieve this groundbreaking story. That's why it doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah. You know? And we enjoy that. You know, maybe we enjoy. I don't want to give away a scale <laughs> score here. Uh, we typically enjoy those kind of movies more, whereas this is like it was trying to be story-driven. And while the story itself may have been okay, if this is a much funnier comedy and it's quirky and you're laughing at Christian Bale and Margot Robbie and them interacting the entire time, it's so much better than what we actually got. Yeah. But if that's all that it is, that's when the problem arrives. So I don't think the plot is the issue. I think it's the lack of everything else around the plot that makes this movie kind of fall on its face.
2: Yeah, which I mean, I guess I'll just jump ahead since we're kind of I know we're going out of order traditionally of what we normally do. But since we're kind of talking about already, I think it's, you know, important. Jeez, we can't hit the fucking Padres bullpen. Um, It's important to talk about the key elements of this film, because like you said, it's like the plot slash story is almost there. It's like the structure is there and they execute on that structure, but it's lacking that comedic element. It's lacking that kind of mystery element of your kind of like, you know, and that's where I kind of was like having a problem with the scale. It's almost like, where do I take off points for it? Like not being that mysterious, not being that like, you know, making me question things and blah, blah, blah. And like, I could have just split it down the middle and done like a seven, seven, but instead I went 11 and I went all the way down to three for key elements time. (laughs) I'm like, this movie wasn't funny. I didn't. I don't think I laughed one time. Um, it was pretty boring. You know, like I understood the plot, story, the structure was there, but the like the they didn't keep me intrigued. You know, it was just a dull film. And I think if you keep the audience intrigued, you know, obviously that doesn't happen. You know, and like so, I gave it a three.
3: I fucking gave it a three. That's, that's pretty low, but it's a real fucking low score. Yeah, that's I. I can't argue it though. I landed <laughs> on a six. I'm I'm low. I'm not three low. I think the the stuff for comedy was there I almost feel like if this movie's edited differently and the way they chop it together and maybe let scenes linger on a little bit longer like the actual scenes that they have recorded you could have more comedy like you would have more comedic moments that you would actually get a laugh out of or maybe better writing better writing for sure <laughs> that would help I, don't get me wrong I don't think this movie becomes fucking hilarious but I there's scenes where it's like that could have been kind of funny, but it's like they're not like it's a comedy without them actually trying to make things funny. It, it was weird. Like they're making jokes, but it and it wasn't like dry humor, but it was like serious and they moved past the jokes. Like, like they were embarrassed that they were yeah. being funny almost. Yeah. yeah. Like rather than embracing it, it was like, oh, kind of gross. Like, oh, it's comedy. Let's just keep going. Yeah. It wasn't, it definitely wasn't cut or like
2: stylistically felt like a comedy. And I almost think of a movie like, I don't know if this is a fair comparison. I mean, it it both involves Hitler, so I guess that's a little bit of a a similarity. But, like, Jojo Rabbit, like, obviously Jojo Rabbit's a much better film, but, like, Jojo Rabbit doesn't, like... It's a little bit different because you have Taika, and Taika kind of has that weird comedic energy as is. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's not, like, over the wall, like, we are a comedy. You know, there's some really dark themes in that movie and things you have to, you know, kind of deal with as a viewer. But there's also, like... I guess it's more of the comedic... um, portrayal of Hitler. So I guess that's a little bit different there, but like that was a serious movie that did comedy well. So it's possible to do these period pieces and have it be funny and not have it be like, Oh, they're trying to be funny and they're, they're throwing shit at the wall. And you know, it's just obviously out of place. And it's almost like, like you said, that's almost how they felt it was. Maybe it's the actors, maybe it's Christian Bale, you know, being too much of a a movie snob. I don't know, but (laughs) it does feel like they were like, we want this to be a little bit of funny to keep the audience engaged, but like everyone involved kind of doesn't want it to be funny. So it's like you land in this weird place where it's, like, not overly serious, but it's not lighthearted. And yeah. there's ways to do it right, and they just
3: didn't. <laughs> no, I, I honestly, like, I think that's a great comp, is a movie like that, to where it can be serious and there can be elements. <claps> Sorry. Mm-hmm. By the center fielder. He's Frank still, Grisham. they're still going Gold Glover, too. I mean, he fucking laid out. I'm not going to... Not
2: no, I know. He's a gold glover though. That's why like I never I
3: thought that ball was gonna be caught the whole time because he's fucking really good at fielding. Jojo Rabbit though. Um, great comp because it is serious and the way that they do comedy there works very well without it being a comedy in a sense. Yeah. It's very serious, very emotional. Probably one of the most emotional scenes that has affected me in the past like four fucking years probably. Yeah. In a movie. That's also made me laugh throughout. Like that if they try to replicate that formula in this film, it gets 40 more points from me. Like, you know, (laughs) like it could be so, so, so much better. But it just, it falls flat and they're embarrassed to be a comedy. I wonder, you know, my character score is not, it's not good. It's not
2: horrible, but it's not good. Um, I almost wonder if this is a miscast. Like, Christian Bale plays this kind of like... You, you feel bad for him, kind of down on his luck veteran, has a shitty wife, you know, trying to figure out his – The shittiest wife. His love life, which was another, like, added element into this movie where he has that, like, love thing. But it's not, like, totally it, – it's, like, almost half – it's, like, I don't know. It felt like this movie had so many different themes and none of them were fully completed. Yeah. um, You know, obviously they want to get Bale and they want to get the good actor. And Bale – you know, I thought he actually did fine in his performance, like – for what the movie, you know, like we said, not almost wanting to be funny, but labeling itself as funny. But I almost wonder if you instead get the quirky Taika Watiti type of actor to play the main guy, you know, it doesn't have to be Tyka, Obviously, you know, we're Taika fans, but like some somewhat serious actor, you know, who can play a serious role, but can also kind of have that comedic charm because Bale just doesn't really have that comedic charm, you know, like He's a good actor, but, like, again, he's kind of like the, the lovable loser almost in this film. Not totally a loser, but – and it just – it doesn't
3: feel like he fully gets there, if that makes sense. I – again, without jumping – I mean, we can jump ahead if you want and just fucking go to characters real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I mean – Characters, I gave a seven. Okay. I didn't love really anyone in this despite loving everyone in this. Uh, great cast, a lot of people who've done a lot of really good things and I've liked a lot of what they've been in. I I don't love the portrayal from anyone, which kind of leads me in two directions. Either dog shit script, terrible, terrible material to work with. I continue, sorry. Which I'm, I'm leaning towards. Or it was, they were casting for the name rather than the role. And that's, I want Christian Bale, I want Margot Robbie, all of the... In between kind of characters, where in typical movies, <laughs> Dodgers fucking shit up here. <laughs> all the fucking play corners in. All the usual movies where you know you don't have this big cast. Like you don't need someone. You don't need Anna Taylor Joy playing that character. Yeah. You don't need Rami Malik playing that character. You don't need fucking Robert De Niro. You know Mike Myers. Like those are names to be. You don't need Zoe Saldana playing those characters. Those are I want a cast list that jumps off the page at people, yeah. Rather than, but you don't give them anything to work with, so you're just left with these really big stars who give very dull performances.
2: Yeah, I, I I agree completely, and I think it is pretty bad writing. Um, and maybe the writing fixes it, you know, if it's if they have good writing. Why does it say the bases are loaded? The bases are not loaded. You know what pisses me off about that play tie? If they if they should have just ran. Yeah. Because if Cody runs, if Cody runs, he gets out at home, but then Mookie just moves up to third anyways. You have first and third. No matter what. <sighs> Which is what we're currently at. Just run on the throw whatever. Um. Whatever. Um yeah, it's just it, like like I said, you know, it feels like you said too, like it just kind of feels like big name actors who aren't really playing a role. Maybe that they want oh, it's basically loaded because they walked Freddie Freeman. Duh. Um <laughs> And, and yeah, and the writing was really bad. I think some of the lines were really bad. I think some of the delivery was really bad, um, particularly by one actor. Um, I landed at an eight. I did my whole main character, side character thing, which is a little bit different because it feels like there's three main characters. I kind of just gave a four and four because the acting wasn't bad outside of Denzel Washington's son, who I thought was very bad in this. I thought his like line delivery. No. I, I think so. I think it was mostly the writings, but like I, I was turned off very early. That first interaction between Bale um, Washington and Swift, um, just going last name basis now because I'm a professional movie nice. guy. Yeah. Um, that first interaction was just so poorly written in the most like not organic um, dialogue, you know, and how they interacted with each other. And it kind of took me out of it. And I guess it kind of made me look at the, you know, Washington as in a in a negative light the rest of the film. But I don't know. That was like a really important scene early on in the film where it's like, hey, let's establish this relationship these guys have and everything. And it's like, it kind of fell flat for me, and, like, I feel like the whole movie is kind of more like that, where it falls flat. I thought Margot Robbie might might have been the the best. Not saying she was good, but, again, this was kind of like, hey, this girl is, quote, a little bit crazy, so let's, you know, cast Margot Robbie. Oh, god damn it. Um, so, I don't know. I thought Rami Malik was fine, I guess. I thought De Niro just played Robert De Niro, if we're being honest. Um, yeah, I landed at an 8 for pretty much all the same reasons.
3: You said. Yeah, and again, I think if you give them more to work with, I think Christian and Bale can be funny uh, in a kind of quirky, more serious role. I mean, the movie, I don't know if you've seen it, uh, American Psycho, um, very much like a horror thriller kind of movie, but he plays this over-the-top kind of uh, OCD-type character, mm-hmm. and it's like, kind of funny despite the fact that it's creepy and weird and like there's comedic delivery with it in a way. Yeah, which were I mean, this movie came out, you know, 23 years ago, 22 years ago, but it shows like he can do it. If anyone's a type of actor who can do that little shit. I I mean, I trust him in any fucking role. Yeah. Uh, Margot Robbie. Very, very, very good in comedic shit. Uh, Harley Quinn, obviously, but John David Washington, very good actor. I've seen him in Tenet and Black Klansman. Mm -hmm. Um, Liked him in both.
2: Haven't seen any of those films.
3: I just this fell flat in this film for everyone, so I don't really, I, I'm not going to hold him accountable for all that. I just, it's the material that they had to work with, and very much, I think, the editing, and the way that it was put together, and how kind of ashamed of what it was trying to be, which fucked this performance, the, the performances for everyone up.
2: Yeah. it's It's almost like it's trying to do too much, too, as well, just...
3: I don't know. It's just it's it is a little disappointing. I'll be honest. Yeah, I I was very much looking forward to this film and was really confused why it wasn't marketed and really bummed out when the score dropped and it all made sense once you watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Real bummer. Let's jump back here, Jay. We gotta fin- uh, clean up cinematography, visuals slash cinematography. What'd you give it? Um, I thought it was you know shot. Decently well. I mean, there was a little bit of
2: artistic, you know, mind in it. It wasn't just shot like a film. Um, there was a, a very soft one shot at one point where they, like, went into the – the when they first went into the diner to meet Taylor Swift. Um, they were walking in the street, and the camera, like, fought, like got a close-up on Bale looking out to the street and then followed him in. Um, obviously not going to forget that. Yeah. Um. You know, I thought that they there was a very obvious color palette that they were trying to accomplish, and they did accomplish. And I thought it felt like it was 1933 – um, I kept thinking about when they're walking on the streets, just how hilarious it would be if we can get a time machine and get Billy Eichner, you know, talking about bros again, <laughs> Billy Eichner, to just go back to 1933, New York and run up to people with a camera in their face and just I,
3: not see be, how that would go. Not to be that guy. If he's doing that in the 1930s, he's getting shot cause he's gay and yeah, like, they probably you know, would just get away with that. Yeah. You're probably right. But I'd make for great content. if he like just put a bulletproof vest on him though, that might've been the only time I laughed in this film actually because i like was Was thinking about you thinking of something it made me giggle
2: (laughs) if i had a time machine i could do like five things with it that might be one of those things um i thought it was like it wasn't it didn't blow me away i don't think it was like amazing practically visually but i thought it was good enough i gave it a 14
3: Mm. land on the exact same score 14 nice great minds think alike yeah no um uh, it's a period piece. I mean, they did enough to make me feel like it was in that time period. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of, like, the scarring and the medical practices and shit. The costume design kind of worked for that. Um, I, I didn't love the editing. It felt like it was kind of jumpy and, and weird, weirdly cut at times with the music. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I, maybe 15, maybe 16. Like, I kind of liked how it looked. I liked the choices. I liked the fake you know, this is what I'm envisioning. Oh, not really, kind of things going on mm-hmm. uh, a couple of times. Like, I, I liked the way it was shot. I, there's just a lot that I didn't also like, you know, small things, and it didn't yeah. do anything to blow me away. Love a one shot, love title cards. Always going to get, <laughs> you know, you're, you're going to get some love for me if you do that. And this movie had a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah, it
2: did. It was attention to detail. And so, I mean,. They had the big name actors, and they at least gave them some sort of attention to detail for the visuals and cinematography. So I guess there's that. Only the writing and the other things could uh, be good, any better. But of course, they can't be. Ty, how much did you enjoy this film?
3: With all this being said, not a lot, Jay. Let me tell you, I did not enjoy this film a lot. I will not recommend this to anyone. No, I don't plan on ever watching it again. No, I'll probably forget about it. Um, if it didn't, Amsterdam's a pretty catchy name. Like I'll remember that name. I'll give uh, them that. No, but it's not like The Little Things where like every three months you bring it up and I'm like, what fucking movie was that?
2: I feel like this is a Little Things candidate, Ty.
3: No, I'll remember the name Amsterdam. That's the only reason, though, because this is very much a similar type of movie to where I'm just going to forget about it and, oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> yeah. I landed on a five. Okay. Um, I, Again, it wasn't like the worst thing ever. I think it had the shell mm-hmm. of something that could have been good. Yeah. It just wasn't. It was a five. I wasn't like, what the fuck am I watching? It wasn't Artemis Fowl. It wasn't <laughs> Thunder Force, like, day shift where I'm like, this is fucking miserable. Get me through this. Like, I was in the theater. It was a little long. It was fine. It, it wasn't anything special. It was fine. I gave uh, – I still have day shift as night shift in my sheet.
2: I gave that a three for enjoyment. I gave this a six. It falls right in, on top of the uh, my range of, like, do not recommend slash – or it's mostly like condemned slash hated slash whatever. Yeah. That's one through five. So I put this one notch above that. Same thing as Pinocchio uh, a month ago now. Shit. God, time goes by fast. <laughs> um, same score, a six. It's like I was just bored. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to recommend this to anyone. I'm not going to, you know, think about it ever again, quite frankly. But, like, I wasn't – I mean there was parts of the movie where I was sitting there like, fuck, this is boring. So maybe it should be a little bit lower. But – I don't know. I, I it's just like it, it, I saw what it was trying to do and it's like the skeleton was there, like we said. They just filled it with the wrong organs and yeah. you know, the body never came alive. Um this feels like a boring movie we watch and holy shit, Jake Cronenworth just hit a ball to the moon. Um so I to leave the stadium. No. It might. Um You know, this feels like a movie where we would watch in like history class and it's very boring and no one's paying attention yeah. and they're all like on their phones. Yeah, for sure. In in eleventh grade.
3: That's a real bummer too, because like If you make this funny with this cast, I'm telling everyone about it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm telling everyone how they need to go see this movie. Because, like, a historical drama kind of mystery, like, everyone will watch that. And if there's comedy and shit throughout, and you're just laughing at it, and it's a good time, like, this really could have been very successful. Yeah. Just be better at making movies. (laughs) Yeah. Who directed this? Do you know off the top of your head? Actually, a decent – David O. Russell, which, if I'm not mistaken – Problematic. I don't. I've never heard his name before. Um, he's he's done things. Uh, David O. Russell abuse sexual and assault, assault allegations timeline. Oh, that's never good when there's so many that they have to timeline. There's
2: onset behavior. He has an own thing for on his Wikipedia controversies He has onset behavior. 1998 incident, 2003 incident, 2013 incident, and also a sexual assault of niece. Yeah, Russell's 19 year old transgender niece, Nicole. Pella Queen followed a police report alleging he had sexually assaulted her. The case was closed without any charges being filed because the alleged assault wasn't witnessed by police. According to the police report, Russell what? offered to help her with abdominal exercises during which his hands hovered above her genitals. After inquiring about the hormones she used to increase breast size, Russell slipped his hands under her shirt and felt both breasts. Jesus Christ! This is a giant Sicko. Why is he? Why is he? A giant piece of movies? shit. Who is still? This is his
3: first movie since 2017. He did American Hustle. American Hustle,
2: Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, we talked to, yeah, we were like, oh, this guy actually has some pretty good cinematography. No, fuck him, I
3: hate him. Yeah, it just turns out he's a giant piece of shit who's still getting paid millions of dollars. Mm. And he can't even... Executive producer on the first Anchorman as well. Wow. And despite the fact that he's still a white guy who there's no consequences for his actions and you're making millions of uh, dollars, you still can't make a fucking good movie. (sighs) Fuck him. How about that? Fuck him. I'm with you. Yeah, no, fuck this guy, big time. Fuck this guy. Giant piece of shit. I'm glad I hated this movie. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend Silver Linings Playbook isn't fantastic, though. Never seen it. It's a good movie. So he shows that he can. He's just a giant piece of shit and chooses not to. Nah, fuck him. Just and should never be allowed to make another film.
2: Fuck him sideways. I hate him. Um, final score tie. I gave it a 42 out of 100.
3: 42. <sighs> yep. Jackie Robinson. Jay. Yep. A little bit higher than you. 44 out of 100. Final score, 43. Don't even have to let the thing calculate. Can do that one off the top of my head. Finishes at 135th out of 152 movies that we have reviewed. It is with the likes of Bliss, Reminiscence, Pinocchio, which was very recent. Mm -hmm. The Nanny Diaries, Super Intelligence. Hmm um that's that's feels fitting that's where this movie kind of belongs
2: yeah we've kind of had we've been on and off with some stinkers ty i just want to like if we're going back to our schedule we have night shift got a 20 and then incredible hulk got a 50 it wasn't great but it wasn't like a stinker stinker but i'm every other movie's been a stinker stinker we have 20 and then 50 and then 37 for this is just my scores by the way um for me time matter um Honk for Jesus, save your soul. I gave a 66. I know you gave lower. Yep. Um, but then we have Pinocchio with a 44. Marcel, banger, 93. And then, Incredible.
3: But that doesn't count because we threw it in there. And then
2: don't worry, darling, 45. And then bros last week, I gave a 60, 67. And then Amsterdam this week, 42. So it's just like stinker, decent. Stinker, good. Stinker, I thought was decent, but Tyler hated. You know, hmm. It's kind of been, been the, yeah. the trend here.
3: Now, next week... Don't tell us that yet,
2: Ty. Because I, I, I paused because I know
3: there's some more here.
2: Review for you. Uh,
3: what do you think Armin White gave this film? Fresh. 100%. Nope. Undoubtedly Lisa. Really? Yeah. Not supporting a sexual predator. That's a step in the right direction for him.
2: Amsterdam is a vexing wannabe classic. That's the title of his article. His,
3: uh, Maybe because it was an- anti-Hitler?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> his review is, despite Russell's... Be- despite Russell's... Why is he putting an apostrophe there? Despite Russell's being our cleverest satirist, satirist <laughs> like satire, okay. satirist, whatever. So he's he's complimenting the director first. Yeah.
3: No, got to compliment the sexual predator.
2: Amsterdam succumbs to the worst ideas now afflicting our nation. Wonderfully humane as it is. Call the movie humane. Amsterdam can't surmount the prevailing sense of failure.
3: He says so much without saying anything. Good filmmakers, calling them a good filmmaker, yep. rarely make
2: movies so confoundingly messed up as David O. Russell's Amsterdam. The title refers to a utopia, a place where three survivors of World War I's destruction, blah, 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 share a European idol. It's when they come back to the United States and are witness to a series of murders that these American eccentrics endure the hazards of race, class, female sub- subjugation, and cultural corruption. Presaging the next world war and social debacles to follow. Having already shot his sharpest arrow by naming his 2013 movie about the political crisis surrounding the a- ABScam scandal, American hustle. Russell couldn't find a moniker befitting his latest assessment of national ambition, blah, 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 blah. Um, despite him, yeah, being our favorite, whatever.
3: Yeah. That's a shocker. I really thought he was going to be all in on fresh here. Feels like he wanted to, but even then he was still Hesitant. Yeah. I don't
2: know. I just I'm just trying to like read his review what another home run.
3: No, I just said uh. it's weird. Uh, <sighs> fucking weird guy. He's one of the like NFL players when they die like they dissect their brain. You need to look at this guy's brain. You need to figure out what's going on in there. Something ain't right. Both both the director yeah, last, and Armin White.
2: Last two paragraphs, Amsterdam probably deserves its bad reviews, not for the obvious reasons,
3: but for its vexing sense of betrayal. <laughs> No, just not for the obvious reasons, like not because you fucking idiots, but because of the way I view it, not because the movie is bad,
2: because blah, 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 blah. I've made up some conspiracy theory, not for the obvious reasons, but for its vexing sense of betrayal, Russell Russell risks an idiocentric vision of democracy, but recollects history he only half understands before wrecking the narrative. Parentheses, loading in swastikas, conspiracy theories, and racist sterilization subplots. Russell's foray into American melting pot romance almost matches his peer, James Tolbach's libertine candor. Last paragraph, Amsterdam is a fanciful version of that disingenuous threat that liberals make to leave America. It is self-defeating escapism. It's self-defeating escapism is the biggest miscalculation of Russell's career. He didn't like that people left the country. And that's his biggest miscalculation of his career is making this movie.
3: Yeah. Not sexually assaulting his niece.
2: What a guy. Um, fucking hate Armin White.
3: I really do. Random rotten tomatoes, movie review, tie. Mm. What the fuck did you do? This has to be random. Cause I don't even know like what movie you would pair this up with. It's a movie named after a city. Oh, mm-hmm, there's your hint. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. I don't hate that.
2: Amsterdam, obviously a city. Yeah. I may or may not had to Google is Amsterdam a city or country. I forgot.
3: <laughs> well, I'm. I was gonna follow that up by asking, what country is Amsterdam in? Netherlands. Okay, that, that feels like a. That feels like that's where that could be. Those line up. Quote. Does it say the movie's name in the title? No, it title doesn't. In the review.
2: This is simply a film that both kids. Hey, this review was written on my birthday, September twentieth. Not gonna tell you the year. This is simply a film. That both kids and parents can enjoy together. Which, according to the consensus, for other recent kids' films... Oh, that might be giving away too much. Hasn't happened for a while. So my advice would be to take advantage of it.
3: I do appreciate you going kids' films. Jeff Beck of examiner.com. I like that they threw that in there. I was leaning... Which is hilarious because this isn't even actually... San Andreas. That's a fault line, not a city. (laughs) I was thinking everyone, Black Adam's about to come out. I thought you were showing The the Rock some love with one of his films. Um, San Andreas, a fictional city. It is. GTA. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Part of that franchise. they haven't made
2: a GTA movie yet. Oh, the Mario trailer. That was the big trailer we were talking about before the pod. We couldn't remember. Yeah. Weird voice. Looks good. Chris Pratt sounds like uh, the mom from Bob's Burgers. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's great. A great voiceover, (laughs) and they cut her
3: in. Um, (laughs) Just should not have been Mario. No. Just don't cast the bland white dude as Mario. Yeah. Give I me agree. an actual talented voice actor who sounds like Mario. Give me the guy who voices... Someone like clearly voices Mario. Just fucking use him. What are we doing? Oh, my gosh. Sorry. <sighs> it's all right. It's a kid's film based on a city. Um, Kid's film. I wonder if it's animated. I wonder if there's any animated films with cities i'm thinking miami miami vice not a kid's film i think that has to do with drugs sex and murder also it's a tv show um new york always comes to the top of my head yeah if there's any Big any city. sort of new york anything yeah it's just <sighs> named after a city kids i can't think of any movies named after a city right now hollywood san francisco seattle portland doesn't it Austin, have to just Houston, just be the city. It no, but I'm just city, like man. trying to think of t- Paris from Paris with love. Is that a movie? That sounds like it was a movie. I cannot confirm nor deny. London is falling. <laughs> <Talk> London <laughs> has that fallen. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds like it's a great movie for everyone. <laughs> I um, I've got nothing here. I have I have absolutely nothing. I, I just got out of it without allowing another run, but we probably lost to continue. I don't know what direction this could be with it being a kid's movie. I feel like it's definitely something I've seen um most likely yeah it's a very it's a well- known movie like I'm aware of this film if you haven't existence. seen it you are very aware of it yeah very aware I got nothing jay
2: <laughs> I'm gonna fucking throw out a guess i
3: right. from from Paris with love.
2: No, it is the film Rio. Oh, birds. Named after Rio de
3: Janeiro. Yeah, it's got birds. Yes. I was, I don't, look at Tyler fucking centralized white people. I didn't think south of the equator. (laughs) I didn't think any of those countries. I didn't say anything from Africa. I didn't say Australia. You didn't even like bring up Madagascar. Nothing. I was expecting you to at least like. Nothing South America. I was expecting you to go Madagascar. Oh wait, no, that's not. Um, That's on me. That felt a little racist by me. (laughs) I feel bad about not thinking of those cities. Never seen Rio, personally. Not a bad film. I've seen it. Maybe I need to see it after this. Ty, what do we got next week? Next week, Jay, we're reviewing the 2022 released Halloween Ends. Fuck, we are doing it. The end of a franchise. I couldn't find anything else, and it's still on the schedule. Halloween Ends. Now, Jason, are you familiar with the Halloween franchise? Uh, I know
2: it's Michael Myers and that one girl that he keeps trying to kill, which... Knowing these movies, he probably did kill her in, like, the first film or the second film or the third film. Or maybe all of them, but she's still alive somehow. Or actually, sorry, she probably killed him in those films. Or so we thought. Mm. Okay. Are you familiar? I've never seen one. All I know is it's on streaming, so I'm going to watch it at home at, on, a, on a weekday at
3: 12 o'clock with the sound at, like, 15. So, if I'm not mistaken and i'm actually looking up a timeline here Halloween. oh wow halloween came out in 1978 that's yeah, old uh, here's the other. i've never seen any of these by the way came out in 1978 was followed by halloween 2 where's halloween 3 halloween 3 which is just not a part of the timeline at all completely separate in 82 But then Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, goes back to the main timeline, followed by 5, and then Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, which released in 1995. All one timeline. Are you looking at this? uh, It's on the Wikipedia. The
2: little chart with the...
3: Exactly, yeah. And then Halloween 2 branches off, and we have two sequels only to Halloween 2. So Halloween 2, you either go to Halloween 4, or you go down to Halloween H2O, Twenty years later, nineteen ninety-eight, followed by Halloween Resurrection in uh, ninety eight and two thousand two. We then go back to the original. I'll pause. We then go to two thousand seven, reboot the franchise. Halloween, Halloween two, oh seven, oh nine. Abandon that. Said this isn't working. Let's go back. Let's make another Halloween. This is the third. Wait, nine years they waited. Nine years. Nine years. This is the third movie just titled Halloween. And it's actually a sequel to the 1978 original Halloween. And then we get Halloween kills and Halloween ends. <laughs> Off of that timeline. This feels like something we probably should have discussed next week. For Halloween? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, Jay. Is Black Adam's coming out following week.
2: No, but I'm saying we should have discussed this as part of next week's episode. Is this fucking twisted timeline. Maybe I'll watch... You know what? I think we should do some homework. We need to watch like a 20 to 30 minute YouTube video explaining the timeline.
3: I can do, I'll commit to that. <laughs> <laughs> Cause this is confusing. Cause like you said, I mean, no, here's the deal. So that's the timeline. So there's five different timelines essentially in this one franchise. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of which connect. I'll go home. I'll watch a YouTube recap to explain why these branch out. Why some are a part of this timeline. What's the difference? How we got here today, why they gave up on Halloween 2, the second. So there's three Halloweens, two Halloween 2s. Only one Halloween H2O. I love that title. <laughs> That's a fucking great title. Halloween H2O. Is it underwater? I can't imagine <laughs> that it is. <laughs> but we'll find out. I'm going to watch a video. Oh, man. I'll but save we- this for next
2: week, but I just pulled up the, the Rotten Tomatoes for um, all the Halloween films. Oh, I can't wait. And I'll tell you, I'll give you a little little um teaser okay halloween h2o not as low as you think no not as low as you think and somehow jamie lee curtis is in all of these that's incredible (laughs) she is the time i
3: do know that she's yeah oh she's not in halloween 3 season of the witch oh that's the why it's the only one by itself she connects all the other films Oh, she also doesn't look like she's in halloween 4 i don't know we'll we'll talk about it Here's the deal, Jay. I'm not really looking forward to this film. I am looking forward to talking about this film franchise and everything that corresponds with it. (laughs) Also, I believe podcasters die in one of the other ones. Um, Podcasters are, like, main characters. So I hope we get more main character podcasters in 2022 that we can critique. Billy Eichner, baby, on bros. Terrible, terrible podcaster. I want a better movie podcaster. And then we have Black Adam the week after that, right? Black Adam the following week. Dwayne Johnson banger. It's... (laughs) Reviews are coming out And let me tell you Bad It just kind of seems like exactly what you would expect it to be Like a 61% on yeah. Tomatoes uh, That's probably a very Very much where it's going to land
2: Alright I'm excited Sounds like we got some good movies coming up I
3: can't wait Halloween ends by the way everyone Peacock Streaming on Peacock
2: That's why I'm watching it
3: If you don't want to go to the theaters Watch it at home that's I understand I'm Are you doing that as well? 100% Yeah I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to fucking do that I can't wait It's going to be fun Anything else Jay? Nope In the meantime Be a good friend everybody